Over the years, the infamous 27 Club deaths was a phrase coined to describe rock stars who died at the age of 27. The artists who died too soon were often related to a terrible accident, drug overdose or suicide. The term used by coroners to describe their early demise has been called a death by misadventure. Hendrix, Joplin, Cobain, Morrison and Winehouse are just a few names of the infamous rock star members of this deadly club. But is the so-called 27 Club a real phenomenon or just a tragic coincidence? Today, the 27 Club continues to be written about in songs, blogs and even books. Some fans believe it was pre-planned destiny or even more sinister, a deal with the devil who granted the rock star's fame and fortune in return for their soul at 27. Interesting concept, or was there an underlying paranormal force at work? Even more important, what type of mystical factors could cause someone to die so young? In astrology, the age between 27 to 29 is a significant turning point in your life and is known as the Saturn return. In astrological law, Saturn is the ruler of karma and signals to each one of us, it's time to reap what you have sown. Your actions have consequences, and as we can see with the 27 Club, they can be downright deadly. Join us on a supernatural journey as we explore the conspiracy theories, along with the astrology and numerology charts of these superstars, to unravel the mystery behind the deaths of some of the biggest stars in the world. We uncover the shocking details, examine the mystical facts, and separate fact from fiction behind the artists who died under the most inexplicable circumstances. This is Death by Misadventure. Today, there are 65 exclusive members of the official 27 Club Claims Wikipedia. Many of these deaths are directly related to a drug overdose, car accident, or even worse, a suicide or murder. Many of the details tend to be a little sketchy, with few witnesses, contradictory accounts, and inevitably some conspiracy theories claiming alternative or supernatural explanations on why they faced an early demise. The most talked about members of the 27 Club are Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison, who died at the age of 27 between 1969 and 1971. At the time, the coincidence gave rise to some concern that there may be a deadly curse killing these beloved rock stars. However, it wasn't until the death of Kurt Cobain, about 20 years later, the idea of the 27 Club began to catch on and started spooking fans. Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain's biographer, Charles R. Cross, believes the growing importance of the media and internet and the response to an interview of Cobain's mother were perhaps responsible for such conspiracy theories. An excerpt from a statement that Cobain's mother made in the Aberdeen, Washington newspaper, The Daily World, she said, Now he's gone and joined that stupid club. I told him not to join that stupid club. She was referring to Hendrix, Joplin, and Morrison, dying at the same age, says Cross. Other authors have shared his view. 
Eric Siegelstad, writer of The 27s, The Greatest Myth of Rock and Roll, assumed that Kurt Cobain's mother referred to the death of his two uncles and his great uncle, all of whom have also committed suicide. In 2011, 17 years after Cobain's death, Amy Winehouse died at the age of 27, and a huge number of media articles were devoted to the unfortunate entrance to the club once again. However, for this discussion, we're going to look at the untimely deaths of the following musicians. Robert Johnson, Jimi Hendrix, Brian Jones, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Kristen Pfaff, Amy Winehouse, Peter Hamm, Ron McKernan, and Thomas Lowe. The first question that comes to mind is, is the 27 Club a deadly rock and roll curse or simply a horrible and unfortunate coincidence? The deaths of many of the most famous artists have not only been sudden and tragic, but often shrouded in some sinister mystery or under some pretty creepy circumstances. A few disturbing deaths stick out in my mind. One is Brian Jones, who drowned in his own swimming pool just a month after he'd been kicked out of the Rolling Stones, and rumors of foul play have often circulated ever since. Jim Morrison, lead singer of The Doors, was found dead in a Paris hotel bathtub. But the details of his demise are rather murky. Ten years later, Morrison biographer Jerry Hopkins continues to receive letters and phone calls from people who claim to have seen Jim alive since, or who even claim to be Jim Morrison himself. The controversy and speculation surrounding Kurt Cobain's death is endless. Even today, Highbrow Magazine wrote, the Seattle Police Department gets requests from fans and skeptics to reopen the case. Most recently, some theorists have even tried to contend that Amy Winehouse's fatal alcohol poisoning in 2011 was orchestrated by the secret Illuminati Society. Yes, we all love a good urban legend, but I believe the story behind the deaths of the 27 Club goes much deeper than that, and that there are real supernatural forces at work orchestrating these artists' early backstage exit to the afterlife. However, I will address a few rock and roll tales before we reveal the mystical facts and our findings behind the 27 Club. Probably one of the most popular conspiracy theories is the members of the 27 Club met a tragic demise because they had a pact with the devil. Many believe most rock stars would sell their souls in exchange for fame and fortune. The first eerie tale begins with blues musician Robert Johnson. The legend goes that Johnson had no talent at guitar, 
but yearned for major success. One night, he heard a voice that told him to visit the crossroads by Dockery's plantation at midnight. There, he was met by a large man, who apparently was the devil in disguise. The big man took the guitar from Johnson, tuned it, and returned it to him. This devil offered him the guitar in exchange for his soul. Robert Johnson returned from the plantation with the magic guitar and became a blues virtuoso overnight. In 1938, at the age of 27, some believe he was poisoned and died, and other rumors include he died of syphilis. Here's where it gets even stranger. One anonymous satanic high priestess believes all members of the 27 Club since Johnson have been promised fame and fortune in exchange for their agreement to teach youth to serve Satan. She claims they hold special ceremonies during recording sessions where they place satanic blessings on their music. As the music is played, these demons are called into the room to afflict the person playing the music and anyone that is listening. The next urban legend, according to Wikipedia, is the White Lighter myth, or the White Lighter curse, based on the 27 club rock stars who died while in possession of a white lighter, causing them to be blamed for bad fortune. The myth is primarily based on the deaths of Hendrix, Joplin, Morrison, and Cobain. The myth became lit into the marijuana culture and the story spread. In 2017, Snopes.com published an article discrediting the theory, noting that Bick did not begin producing white disposable lighters until several years after the deaths of the members of the 27 Club, including Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison and that disposable lighters produced by other companies were not widely available at this time. Snopes.com also noted that although there were two lighters found near Cobain's body following his death, neither one of them was white, nor were they in any of his pockets. A more logical conspiracy theory is the Erickson explanation. Some believe that the 27 Club is not the result of paranormal forces at work, but it has more to do with psychological reasons. Yes, German psychologist Eric Erikson wrote a theory about the eight stages of psychological development, which begins at birth and ends at the age of 65. Erikson's theory is that the psychological crisis for some occurs between the ages of 18 to 35. It creates a struggle between intimacy and isolation. People in this stage might ask themselves questions like, will I share my life with someone or will I be alone forever? Theoretically, many people in this stage will struggle with alcohol and drug addiction and participate in risky behavior. The majority are creative types like musicians who are prone to live life on the edge and more susceptible to a death by misadventure at the age of, you guessed it, 27. Which leads us to our theory. 
perhaps each member of the 27 Club had completed their soul contract on Earth and was ready to move on. I believe an early death could be a blessing in disguise for some. A person may simply have worked out their karma in their current lifetime, and they are ready to spiritually move on. In astrology, at the age of 27, you're about to embark on a significant turning point in your life. And in cosmic circles, it's known as the dreaded Saturn return. In astrological lore, Saturn is the grand taskmaster. And when you experience this transit cycle, it pushes you to make changes or the universe will release a shitstorm in your life. I believe the deaths of these rock icons was a supernatural force at work, and I decided to explore the astrology and numerology charts of these superstars, along with Tom Dre to reveal the truth and explore the mystical facts behind the mysterious 27 Club. The public has always held a fascination for the deaths of these rock stars, including Hendrix, Joplin, Morrison, Cobain, Winehouse, and many others. In fact, Winehouse was rumored to have had a premonition she would die at the age of 27. I wanted to find out what was the real cause of their early demise. When I look at the astrology charts of the unlucky members of the 27 Club, I tried to discover if any of the artists shared any astrological aspects or mystical numbers, and here's what we found. Jimi Hendrix was born on November 27, 1942, under the zodiac sign of Sagittarius. His birth chart reveals moon and sensitive cancer, along with Mercury and Venus and fun-loving Sagittarius, with Mars and sexy Scorpio. He was the perfect rock icon of the 60s, a free spirit on a rock and roll adventure. On the flip side, he was known to suffer from depression and felt insecure in his personal relationships. Although his career only lasted four years, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame describes Hendrix as the greatest guitarist in the history of rock music. The official story is Hendrix joined the 27 Club when he choked to death on his own vomit after consuming a mixture of red wine and sleeping pills at his girlfriend's house on September 18th 1970 in London, England. Astrologically, that night, the moon was conjunct Saturn and Taurus, causing an emotional burden, filling Hendrix with sadness and regret. No doubt this was fueled by his disappointment that his manager, Mike Jeffrey, was thought to be stealing money from him and was set to be fired. Many believe Hendrix died under suspicious circumstances and perhaps was murdered. Over the past 47 years, some of Hendrix's friends have spoken out about his final hours, with some pointing the finger at his British manager, Mike Jeffrey. The Daily Star reports, five years after Hendrix's death, his girlfriend told Caesar Glebeck, a Hendrix biographer, she had woken at 9 a.m. to find Jimmy not breathing. Despite initially telling cops she believed he overdosed on pills, she allegedly told Glebeck, 
I believe that he got poisoned and was actually murdered. Wretch Jones, a paramedic who was on the scene, said the door had been eerily flung wide open and they knew immediately he was dead as soon as they walked in the room. John Bannister, the on-call registrar, also told the Times in 2000, the amount of wine that was over him was just extraordinary. Not only was he saturated right through his hair and shirt, but his lungs and stomach were absolutely full of wine. I have never seen so much wine. I would have thought that there was a half a bottle of wine in his hair. He had literally drowned in a massive amount of red wine. Coroner results earlier only revealed a small amount of wine in his bloodstream and liver. At the time, many asked the question, who killed Jimi Hendrix? I believe sinister forces were at work, and he did not die of his own choosing. Janis Joplin was born on January 19, 1943, under the zodiac sign of Earthy Capricorn. Her birth chart reveals she had moon and moody cancer, which made her incredibly insecure, along with Mercury and Venus in cool Aquarius and Mars in adventurous Sagittarius. These astrological aspects had Janice always craving more sex, drugs, and rock and roll, probably leaving her feeling empty and alone. Rolling Stone wrote in 1970 on the day she died, when Janis Joplin failed to show up at the Sunset Sound Studios by 6 p.m., Paul Rothschild, her producer, had a strange premonition that something was wrong and sent John Cook, a road manager for the Full Tilt Boogie Band, over to the Landmark Motor Hotel to see why she wasn't answering her phone. I'd never worried about her before, Rothschild said. Although she'd been late lots of times, it was usually that she'd stop to buy a pair of pants or some chick thing like that. October 4th was on a Sunday, however, and there were few places to go, even in Hollywood, even for Janice. When John Cook got there, it was almost 7 p.m. He noticed Joplin's car in the parking lot and that the drapes in her first floor room were drawn. She didn't answer her door when he knocked or even when he banged and yelled. He spoke to the manager, Jack Hagee, who agreed they should go into the room. Janice was lying wedged between the bed and a nightstand, wearing a short nightgown. Her lips were bloody. When they turned her over, her nose was broken. She had $4.50 clutched in one hand. A doctor arrived on the scene around 9 p.m., and he found no drugs. But they told news reporters Joplin had fresh needle marks on her arm, 10 to 14 of them on her left arm. By 11 p.m. that night, wild rumors were spreading across the media. Janice had been killed by some jealous guy, by a notorious drug dealer, even by the CIA, or had killed herself over a lover because she'd always been so self-destructive. Each new theory had its informed proponents, and each one was equally groundless. The odd amount of money, $4.50 in her hand, still remains a mystery and continues to feed the imagination of fans who must account in some tangible way for her death. If we astrologically look at her death on October 4th, 1970, the moon was an unforgiving Scorpio and ruled by Pluto, the god of the underworld. 
This energy would have had an extremely depressing effect on Joplin that night. From a spiritual perspective, the dollar amount 450 is equal to the number 9, and in numerology represents the end of an era or a cycle. The spirit is going back to claim their future. In this case, Janice had completed her soul contract and was ready to meet her maker. Jim Morrison was born on December 8, 1943, under the zodiac sign of Sagittarius. His birth chart reveals moon and stubborn Taurus, opposed by Venus and lusty Scorpio, and Mars and curious Gemini. He was a highly intelligent but lonely rock star who always felt his true calling was a poet, but was best known as the lead singer of The Doors. Three months before his death, Morrison fled to Hollywood for Paris. Bloated, bearded, and out of control with his drinking, the once sexy Lizard King had become a shadow of his former self. During his recording session for The Doors' final album, L.A. Woman, Morrison was rumored to have drank as many as 36 beers in a single day. Not only was he losing his looks, but his voice was giving out and his songwriting suffered. On March 11, 1971, Morrison hopped on a plane to Paris for a sabbatical. He wanted to get sober, lose some weight, and reconnect with his muse, Pam. On the night he died, one story was told that Morrison was feeling sick and he went to bed early. The performing songwriter wrote in an article, he was up an hour late feeling terrible and had vomited a small amount of blood. His girlfriend Pam suggested they call a doctor. Jim instead asked her to run a bath for him. While he stretched out in the tub, she went back to bed. The last thing she remembers hearing Jim say was, Are you there, Pam? Pam, are you there? The next morning, she found him dead in the bathtub, submerged in water. Pam called the fire department, but it was too late to save him. Here's where the story takes a turn for the weird. Morrison's dead body remained in the flat for three days, wrapped in plastic and packed in dry ice, while Pam made funeral arrangements with the help of her friend, Elaine Renee. The undertakers arrived delivering the coffin that Pam had ordered. In fact, it was the cheapest possible model, the equivalent of $75. Sometime during those 72 hours, a doctor visited the apartment and signed a death certificate. The official cause was listed as heart failure. No autopsy was performed. When the Doors manager, Bill Siddons, arrived on July 6th, he found Morrison's sealed coffin and the death certificate. Only Pam and Renee had seen Jim's body before it was buried in Père Lachaise Cemetery on July 7th. When Renee acquired the plot for Morrison's final resting place in the famous French graveyard, he only asked for a 30-year lease. It expired in 2001. As of this writing, the body has not been exhumed. The big question is, why was Morrison buried in Paris? Why was Pam being so cheap and didn't provide him the proper burial he deserved? Why did they only buy a 30-year lease for his cemetery plot? What's stranger is Marianne Faithful, the former girlfriend of Mick Jagger, has an alternate ending to Morrison's tragic demise. In a 2014 interview with Mojo, 
She claims her ex-boyfriend, a heroin drug dealer, killed Jim Morrison. The singer recalled a sense of foreboding when he told her he intended to visit the door's frontman, so she decided to stay at their hotel and take barbiturates. He went to see Jim Morrison and killed him, Faithful told Mojo. I mean, I'm sure it was an accident. Poor bastard. The smack was too strong and he died. And I didn't know anything about this. Anyway, everybody connected to the death of this poor guy is dead now, except me. When I look at his natal chart on the day he died, on April 25th, 1975, the moon in Libra was conjunct in obsessive Pluto. This astrological transit brings life-changing experiences, and in Jim Morrison's case, it was a deadly one when he joined the infamous 27 Club. Sadly, his beloved girlfriend Pam joined him a few years later when she died of a heroin overdose on April 25, 1974. Brian Jones was born on February 28, 1943, under the zodiac sign of sensitive Pisces. His natal chart reveals moon and charismatic Leo, opposed by Mercury, and Venus in eccentric Aquarius, squared by Mars in lusty Taurus. These astrological aspects show a passionate but lonely man who was deeply insecure and felt abandoned by his friends and family. To this day, mystery surrounds the death of Brian Jones, and many believe he was murdered. Ultima Classic Rock magazine writes, Jones, who had been fired from Rolling Stones a few weeks before, drowned in his pool, following a night which he played host to a group of guests that included a contractor named Frank Thorogood. In the original edition of the book, Who Killed Christopher Robin?, Rawlings pointed the finger at Thorogood, saying tensions between Jones and his employee turned violent during a shared swim. Allegedly, Thorogood confessed to the deed on his deathbed in 1993, telling the band's former road manager, Tom Keelock, It was me that killed Brian. I just finally snapped. The original Rolling Stones bass guitarist Bill Wyman said of Jones, He formed the band, he chose the members, he named the band. He chose the music we played. He got us gigs. He was very influential, very important, and then slowly lost it. Very smart and just wasted it and blew it all away. Sadly, Brian Jones joined the 27 Club when the moon was in Aquarius and squared Venus and Taurus. That fateful night, he would have felt unloved and disrespected by those around him. Janet Lawson was the person who found Brian Jones dead at the bottom of his swimming pool on July 2, 1969. Officially, it was ruled Brian Jones drowned while under the influence of drink and drugs. A verdict of death by misadventure was recorded at his inquest. However, many believe that Frank Thorogood is the prime suspect and believe he may have killed Jones in a fit of rage after he was sacked by the rock star on the day of his death and was in a terrible state just before Joan's body was found. Kurt Cobain was born on February 20th, 1967 under the mystical zodiac sign of Pisces. His birth chart reveals moon and moody cancer, 
trine Mercury and Venus in sensitive Pisces, and Mars in lusty Scorpio. He was an emotional and magical artist who got diagnosed at the young age with attention deficit disorder, then later with bipolar disorder, also known as manic depression. During the last years of his life, Kurt Cobain struggled with heroin addiction, chronic health problems, and depression. He also had difficulty coping with his fame and the personal pressures from his volatile relationship with his wife, Courtney Love. The day he shot himself, Cobain scrawled a now infamous lyric from a Neil Young song in a suicide note. He wrote, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Over the years, fans have gone as far to point out evidence of foul play by Tom Grant, Courtney Love's private investigator, that just before his death, he said that Cobain wanted to divorce Courtney and fight for custody of his daughter, Frances. He believes that Cobain's death was not a suicide, but something more sinister. What's even stranger, Cobain's close friend and the member of the band Hole, Kristen Pfaff, died suspiciously three months later. What's the connection? She was about to leave Courtney's band. Her U-Haul was packed and she was going to quit the band the following morning. But instead, she OD'd in her bathroom after being six months sober that evening. Sadly, Cobain joined the 27 Club on April 5th, 1994, when Moon was an erratic Gemini and squared Venus in emotional Pisces. Cobain must have felt lost, confused, and unloved that day, finally losing his battle with manic depression, and his spirit was called home. The next rock star is Kristen Pfaff, who was born on May 26, 1967, under the sign of Gemini. She had moon and hardworking Capricorn, which gave her a musical edge that was squared by Saturn, and probably made her feel insecure and uncertain of her talents. The story goes that Pfaff was on tour in California with the band Janitor Joe and was scouted by Eric Erlinson and Courtney Love of Hole, who were at the time looking for a new bassist. Love invited Pfaff to play with Hole, but Pfaff declined and returned to Minneapolis, but Erlinson and Love continued to pursue her. Pfaff, initially reluctant to leave Minneapolis and join Hole, reconsidered after advice from her father, Norman. From a professional point of view, there was no decision, he later told Seattle Weekly, because they were already on Geffen Records and already had a huge following in England. If you want to move up the ladder, that's the way to go. Pfaff's time in Seattle was a creatively rich period, and she formed close friendships with Erlinson and Kurt Cobain. While working on the platinum-selling album Live Through This, Pfaff and Erlinson dated and were in a serious relationship in 1993, remaining close even after they broke up. Around 9.30 a.m. on June 16, 1994, Moon was an oppressive Virgo. Pfaff was found dead in her apartment by Paul Erickson, a friend she had planned to leave for Minneapolis with that day. On the floor, there was a bag containing syringes and drug paraphernalia. Pfaff's death was attributed to acute opiate intoxication. She died only three months after Cobain died when she joined him in the 27 Club. Mm-hmm. 
Winehouse was born on September 14, 1983, under the zodiac sign of Obsessive Virgo. Her birth chart reveals Moon and Earthy Capricorn, with Venus and Mars in charismatic Leo. No doubt Winehouse was a superstar who lusted for the spotlight. Newsweek called her a perfect storm of sex kitten, raw talent, and poor impulse control. In the documentary, Amy, the film investigates the mysterious death of the soul singer. It reveals her insatiable appetite for drugs and alcohol. Like Brian Jones before her, Winehouse consumed drugs like candy, living off crack cocaine, meth, and heroin on top of alcohol binges. Friends and family believe her fragile soul was unsuited for fame. Throughout her life, Winehouse was treated for depression and suffered from bulimia. She also had a codependent personality, which made her vulnerable to the pressures and temptations of fame, especially drug use. Near the end of her life, many believed she was tired of being Amy Winehouse the star and wanted to return to the simpler time she lived, but there was no turning back. Later, her father told mourners at her funeral, Amy had been the happiest she had been in a long time in the weeks before her death, and she had recently completed three weeks of abstinence. However, the coroner ruled Winehouse died of alcohol poisoning on July 23, 2011. The star was more than five times the legal drink-drive limit when she passed away. It was most likely fueled by the moon and fiery Aries and the square by Venus and sensitive cancer that pushed her to the door of the 27 Club. The final member of the 27 Club is Thomas Lowe, and he was born on May 1st, 1988, under the zodiac sign of Taurus. He was the bass player of the up-and-coming UK indie rock band Viola Beach. In my mind, it's one of the spookiest deaths I've ever investigated. Lowe died in a car crash on February 13th, 2016, that killed the entire band of Viola Beach and their manager when they drove their car off a bridge after a concert in Stockholm, Sweden. In fact, the story is so strange and so unsettling, it was the first rock and roll tale we broadcast on the Death by Misadventure podcast series. The evening Viola Beach died, the moon was in fiery Aries, conjunct Uranus. The band's death was quick and unexpected. The stars were not aligned for the young lads, and we believe it was fueled by supernatural forces at work that fateful night. fair to say that the entertainment industry is one that experiences a lot of loss. The pressures of fame can be too much for many rock stars, and many of them end up checking out before their time. The media has noted over the years, while it's not uncommon for musicians to die at a young age, one significant number seems to stick out. This is the number 27, and has inspired many conspiracy theories and coined the popular phrase, 
the 27 Club. Is 27 a symbolic number in numerology and a harbinger of doom? The number 27 itself is not an unlucky number. In numerology, all numbers have both positive and negative vibrations. So it's too simplistic to say that any number is a bad omen. In numerology, nine is an important number because it represents the end of a life cycle. On its own, it doesn't mean that death will be knocking on your door tomorrow, but it can mean the end of a phase and a rebirth when you start over again in the number one cycle, unless you happen to be a member of the 27 Club. Who are these infamous rock stars and what do their numerology charts reveal? Jimi Hendrix, one of the most famous musicians on the planet and a guitar god, was born on November 27, 1942. He was born with the life path number nine, and his sole purpose in life was to express his ideas or spiritual practices through action. In his case, it was through his words and music. In fact, many gifted musicians, actors, and artists have the life path number nine, including Kurt Cobain. Hendrix died on September 18, 1970, and had the death number vibration of eight. He was at the pinnacle of his career and about to make a substantial amount of cash. Unfortunately, his life was cut short, and I believe the number nine vibration was too difficult for Hendrix to handle and brought an early end to his life. Numerology also works on the premise that numbers repeating is a very significant omen. When you have a strong number that signifies endings like the number nine, and the fact that it's repeated in Hendrix's numerology profile, I believe makes its effects even stronger and more dangerous for the rock star in question. The next rock star is one of the most charismatic singers of all time, Janis Joplin. She was born on January 19, 1943, and had the life path number one. Pearl died October 4, 1970, just two weeks after Jimi Hendrix, and less than one year before Jim Morrison would perish in a Paris hotel bathtub. And yes, it was during a personal year number one. This vibration again shows how numerology often repeats and can eerily point to the death of an individual. In the tarot deck, the number one represents the fool, stepping out into the unknown. In numerology, the number one is thought of as the start of a new cycle, but it also brings with it a lot of change, tension, and conflict. Janis Joplin was best known for her brassy swagger, but her true personality was completely hidden from her fans. I believe, the number one vibration scattered across her numerology chart created too much inner conflict and pushed Janice to live life on the edge. I believe in the end, she flirted with death way too many times and it ultimately led to her drug overdose in Hollywood. Another famous rock star who shares the same number vibration as both Brian Jones and Janis Joplin is Jim Morrison from The Doors. Born on December 8, 1943, he also had the life path number one 
and the death number one when he died on July 3rd, 1971. If you believe the official story, on the last night of Jim Morrison's life, the rocker went to a movie in Paris, listened to records, fell ill, and died of heart failure in his bathtub at the age of 27. Of course, there are many other tales, including he died of a heroin overdose to he was found dead in a nightclub lavatory. In the end, Morrison's numerology charts points to the fact he died at a time of significant change while he was living in Paris, and he was also lonely and depressed. The number one vibration can bring unpredictable qualities, and it probably made Morrison uncertain about his future and led to his reckless behavior that ultimately led to his early death. Hypnotic lead singer of the band Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, was born on February 20th, 1967, and had the karmic life path number nine. Just like Jimi Hendrix and so many other members of the 27 Club. He also died in 1994, which means that Cobain's personal year numbers add up to 27, and reduces to, you guessed it, number nine. The life path number nine is the most evolved in numerology, and has one of the strongest vibrations because it contains the qualities of all the other numbers. However, it also attracts the most energy, positive or negative. It's no secret, Cobain's short but memorable life was filled with drama and intrigue, ranging from his karmic relationship with his wife Courtney Love to his bandmates in Nirvana. However, the purpose in this lifetime was to complete unfinished business, and Cobain was being forced to confront his inner demons and addictions. Instead of staying in rehab, he left and returned to Seattle to score one last fix before sadly taking his own life. In 1962, Brian Jones formed the Rolling Stones with pianist Eden Stewart, singer Mick Jagger, and guitarist Keith Richards. He was born on February 28, 1942, giving him the life path number one. His personal year number was also one after he died in 1969, eerily, just like Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison's numerology charts. It's reported that Jones was found dead July 3, 1969, after a late night of partying. Mystery has always surrounded the death of the guitarist who drowned in his swimming pool at his country home a month after he was sacked from the Rolling Stones. When I look at his numerology chart, I'm not surprised, considering how many other rock stars of the 27 Club also had the life path number one. It also links to the idea of this highly charged energy where people are battling a traumatic transition in their life. And sadly, for Brian Jones, he couldn't handle the thought of not being part of the Rolling Stones anymore. Kristen Pfaff was the basis of Courtney Love's band, Hole. She was born May 26, 1967, and had the life path number nine, just like Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain. Officially, Kristen died from a heroin overdose, and Paul Erickson is the one who found her dead on June 16, 1994, locked in her bathroom with some drug paraphernalia on the floor. This gave her the death number vibration nine. To add to the mystery, 
Kristen was also going through a personal year nine when she died at the age of 27. During this time, a person can easily be swayed by the emotional swings of life and can lead to depression. According to friends, Kristen was fed up with Courtney Love and she wanted to leave Seattle's drug scene. However, when I look at Kristen's chart, I see personal conflict and inner turmoil. No doubt, the negative energy from the band and her own personal problems I believe were too much for Kristen to handle. And instead, she decided to take the backstage exit to the afterlife. Ron McKiernan was one of the founders of the Grateful Dead and was born September 8, 1945, making him another member of the 27 Club with the life path number 9. In the major arcana of the tarot deck, the number 9 represents the hermit. It means accomplishment, wisdom, the attainment of goals, as well as the search for truth. Jerry Garcia once said about truth, Truth is something you stumble into when you think you're going someplace else. McKiernan was a sensitive soul who had a terrible drinking problem. The year he died, he was going through a personal year 11, and he was on a spiritual quest to find his true path in life. No doubt, he was an emotionally troubled man who hit his breaking point and was trying to self-medicate with alcohol, and it tragically led to an internal hemorrhage due to long-term cirrhosis that eventually killed him. Pete Ham was a Welsh musician and the lead singer of the band Badfinger. He died April 24, 1975, which gives him the death number five. This makes him a bit of an anomaly when it comes to the 27 Club, as he does not have a personal year or life path number one or nine. The number five vibration is someone who loves adventure and change. However, on the flip side, it can cause emotional instability and a reliance on drugs and alcohol. This was evident when I looked at Pete's numerology chart because he committed suicide, when he found out that his manager had stolen the band's money, leaving him broke. The death number five shows us that Ham was so emotionally distraught by this betrayal that he felt his only option left was death. In the end, I can see from these numerology profiles, many members of the 27 Club had the life path or personal year number one or number nine, somewhere in their profile at the time of their death. But of course, there are always exceptions. However, it doesn't automatically mean the number 27 was the smoking gun. Numerology is rooted in the idea of synchronicity, and it's not just the age of rock stars that matter, but the personal number vibration they were experiencing at that specific time. Mix that with a rock and roll lifestyle, too much drugs and alcohol, and you've got a potential recipe for disaster at any age. In the end, what we found astrologically in common with all the members of the 27 Club was a theme of either Moon Oppose or Square Venus and Mars. Also, many of them shared Moon in Sensitive Cancer or Charming Libra, and planets in either Sagittarius, Pisces, Aquarius or Taurus. When a person has Moon Opposes Venus in their astrology birth chart, 
It indicates a great need for love and affection, but also someone who had difficulty in achieving this. Either scenario can result in a relationship based on false love or a shallow relationship. We believe this describes stardom perfectly, and perhaps their disillusionment with it. The moon square Venus reveals a person who measures their success in life by their intimate relationships and the amount of love and devotion they feel for their fans, family and friends. When you add drugs into the mix, it could easily cause someone to spiral out of control or feel unloved. At the age of 27, add Uranus into the mix and it can push someone over the edge and cause death by an overdose or suicide. If you are a conspiracy theorist, what is the 27 Club's connection with the Illuminati? Ranker has an extensive list of 27 Illuminati sightings in pop culture. We think numerology may define it best. The number 27 reduces to the number 9, which represents the end of a cycle in one's life. These transitional periods are highly charged and could be too much for the emotionally fragile to handle. When faced with the discomfort of the unknown, fleeting fame, pressure from rock stardom, many will turn to drugs and alcohol to cope, seek a way out through suicide, or engage in reckless behaviour that ends up crossing the line and ultimately ends in death by misadventure. This, however, leads to immortality and results in a person being forever famous in the 27 Club. <laughs>